revolution from your bed welcome back wow this was very strange right now i've listened to a podcast about nutrition one of the block regular medical podcasts you have hundreds of those i'm trying to optimize my health and i've been experiencing tremendous hardships with digestion in the last almost two years now so i've been researching a lot about it and actually this episode was supposed to be about how to fix your gut and kind of how does the nutrition and gut health kind of affects our general health but then something in this podcast really caught my attention and maybe even triggered me there were two respectable nutritionists one holds a phd in nutrition the other one is a master degree in nutrition talking completely scientific and also about functional medicine super interesting podcast but they repeated in this episode talking about candida in the gut and other unhealthy growth in the gut they just kept on repeating the fact that for some patients they intentionally withheld information from because they knew what it's going to do to them that if they tell them about for instance candida infection or yeast infection in general it will send the patient into this endless google mode and they call it down the rabbit hole which means that that's it like there is no going back it's like in alice in wonderland uh, you know where you start we don't know where you're ending and i was like okay i cannot blame you because you were never trained to deal with patients like this or maybe patient in general because the way we teach patient communication is basically lacking a very basic component which is the humanity of it and i find it funny and it's easy to be angry and say hey why do you mean you held information from your patients because your patient deserves to have the full information and then they should know what to do with it but then i thought about the patient side we as patients we are not trained as well in dealing with bad news or piece of information that we don't know anything about instead of receiving a source of information that will guide us through and guidance we're basically being forced to send into this rabbit hole of endless googling and who know what we're find and in this specific diet kind of talk podcast they were really concerning that the patients who self harm but by deciding on a new radical diet so first of all in the public health kind of aspects of it like the way people eat today i'm not quite sure that if they try some sort of diet for a few days it's going to be completely dramatic but of course this is not a replacement for a medical consultation and putting the cynicism aside for a second patients do not have a clue about not only how to reinforce their their health but how to deal with their journey so this miscommunication problem is so huge that it cost me a decade of my life it's costing billions of working hours and it will cost more and more lives health and labor because eventually we'll see more and more undiagnosed people more and more depression and i'm afraid even cases that are escalating into suicide because 
patients are left alone without any source of comfort. And of course, we are on the verge of a chronic epidemic that in 10 years or so, one of every three people in the world will have severe chronic illness. So what can we do? And it's just hitting me in the, in the really relevant spot because we didn't launch the other podcast yet, but at the patient school, my new project, we're exactly tackling this. The fact that people go to med school or go to any other paramedical profession school and they are not trained, not taught to properly deal with patients is beyond my kind of comprehension. And I used to be kind of a very angry entrepreneur and saying, yeah, they are like this and they don't like this. But I think it's not the way to solve things. I think that positivity and, and collaboration is the way to solve things. So what I believe today is that everybody should be trained. So basically what we're going to do, we're going to, to train both sides and meeting in the, the middle ground of patients need to know how to be patients. You need to be trained as a patient. It's not like going to the supermarket, which, by the way, requires training too, because if you don't know the psychology, the sales psychology and marketing psychology behind what's going on in the supermarket, you're going to end up hurting your health, by the way, because you will buy more stuff that you don't need, hurting your wallet. You will buy more stuff that are not healthy for you. Have you ever looked down at the aisle to the lower shelves? What you'll find there, sometimes it's identical quality products who are cheaper, that everything that is in your eye level is supposed to be more luring, more expensive, and in many cases, unhealthy. Of course, kids are being targeted to candies and everything that is basically next to the cashier, you shouldn't buy it. But in general, I'm giving this kind of metaphor to healthcare that we are kind of blindsided as patients because what we know is in a good case, if we have the digital awareness and we grew up in the right generation, we know how to schedule an appointment online or we know how to get to the doctor. And if we are a good patient, double brackets, we will do whatever the doctor or the other professional tells us to do. Nobody trains us in how to deal with healthcare. Nobody trains us in how to navigate through healthcare. Nobody trains us in us to how to maintain our health. And nobody specifically trains us how to deal with chronic illness because there is a difference between acute event and acute illness that the doctor tells you, okay, you take these antibiotics now for five days and you eat this and you drink more fluids and you rest and you'll be okay. So you just do what he says and stay in bed and you'll be okay in most cases. But what happened when you're now facing years of illness? If one of you ever got any sort of training, you're now diagnosed with diabetes. Now you're going to diabetes camp because you need to learn how to maintain your health and avoid complications. But because our entire healthcare is not dealing with health, but healing with managing sickness or managing symptoms deriving from sickness, nobody will think about something that groundbreaking as actually teaching patients to be healthier or to not even get sick in the first place, yes? This is a crazy idea, but if we're not going there in the next decade, we are going to face a problem 10 times worse or even 100 times worse 
than COVID-19. It's going to be a walk in the park next to what we're expecting if we're not going to change what we think and see healthcare. And we are in a place right now in which doctors are basically glorified, status quo bearers, white coat wearers, firefighters. They're managing symptoms. They're putting out symptoms like little fires. You have a new symptoms and then you take a medication. Your medication gives you another symptom. Then you get another medication and it's rabbit hole. This is a true rabbit hole. This is a true loop. We can never get out of it. What can we do? We can train patients to be patients. We can maybe one day we'll need to find a better name for a patient because a patient is a very archaic word. But even if we remain with the name patient, but we treat the patient as a human being, that the job of this human being is now to get better. If he's already sick, he has to get better. And if he's healthy, to maintain this health. So if we're not facing a revolution that is going to do preventive medicine and health promotion, we are going to dark places in our future. And if we're not taking those hundreds of thousands of patients in every country, and it respectively by for the size, because the numbers are insane, insane. And if you Google the prevalence of chronic illness in the EU or in the United States, you'll be shocked by the numbers. If we're not going to change it, we are really facing a problem. So what I'm trying to do is, first of all, to tackle the group that I sympathize the most, which are the undiagnosed patients. People who are now at bed or at home, they cannot work, they cannot go to school, they cannot have a normal life because we have a miscommunication crisis between doctors and patients and caretakers and healthcare professionals and patients. This group must get answers. We have to have more awareness. We have to listen to these people. We have to get them diagnosed and to get them rehabilitated. We cannot continue with this stupid perceive that if you are diagnosed with something, and if the diagnosis is correct, because we have a lot of misdiagnosis, that you are not immediately rehabilitated. That's what we do with POTS patients in Israel. You get diagnosed, immediately you are enrolled into a rehabilitation program that involves six or seven professionals. You have a medical psychologist, you have a nutritionist, you have a physiologist, you'll have a physician, you'll have a nurse, you'll have an entire battery of people that are aiming to basically bring you back to life. But what are we doing in healthcare? We have everything set in place, but we're looking at it on the wrong direction. Who receive rehabilitation? People who has gone through physical trauma, accidents, war heroes, and so on. But chronic illness patients? No, no, no. The only people who get some sort of rehabilitation are kind of a cardiac heart patients because we found out, like science found out, that physical rehabilitation after a stroke or a heart attack, of course, doing a great job there. So why not using those infrastructure? Why not looking at it from this side that if I'm a patient, I'm being diagnosed with a chronic illness, I'm immediately receiving training. This is why the patient school is existing. But if you're on the other side, if you're unlucky enough to be the person who actually have to deal with those angry, disappointed, annoying patients. I'm just kidding. If you are a healthcare professional, you need to be trained as well. 
of course, that it really depends on the school you're attending, but you have some sort of training, uh, bedside manners, patient communication, and it's really varies who is your trainer and what did you study, and you're going to be probably spoiled after a few years because you're not really trained in understanding the human soul that is in front of you, that the psychological aspect, the sociological aspect, that being in the shoes of this patient, this human sitting in front of you, that may be your husband or brother or sister or wife or child or whatever, like, it's a human being that right now is experiencing something quite awful and it's kind of completely with lack of control and lack of power and lack of means to, to deal with this giant system that usually is not built around it, not built for it. Healthcare is no longer about patients. It's about kind of processing them like a factory and chewing them, spitting them out because it's collapsing. The NHS is collapsing. I'm not even talking about the US and whatever insurance schemes they have there to keep people slaves to their own student debt and medical bills. But God, wow, what are we doing here? We are training people to be professionals in healthcare, but we're not training them to actually treat human beings. So maybe I sound angry, but I'm actually super passionate because that's what we're going to do. We're going to have a program for patients and a program for healthcare professionals. And we're going to teach them both how to do their job better to optimize this process of healing, rehabilitating, going back to life. So yes, patients Google. Yes, patients want to know. Patient wants to have their data. There are people who don't really care and they say, okay, give me this medication or lotion, I'll be okay. But we're living in the information age. We're living in a, in a time that every piece of information is literally at your fingertips. So we are not in a paternalism-enabled society anymore. We cannot allow this, I cannot deal with this patient to not give the patient information. And I was kind of shocked that if you suspect or know that this patient have a certain condition, you need to tell him or her that because they have the right to know and with proper training and support and with your support and counsel, they will make the right decision. And yes, I've been called a cyber hunter myself. It was all over the news in Israel. I've been blamed to over Google. Every time I went to a hospital to be admitted, like, I got this recommendation in the discharge letter saying, drink a lot, blah, 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 and stop Googling, stop reading medical books. Why? Because we cannot deal with the patient giving us ideas because our ego is bruised. But if the patient reached a point that is in bed for five years without diagnosis, of course he's going to Google because what he has to do, keep on waiting for you to do your job. And I'm not blaming anybody specifically because, of course, it's all crumbling down. There's too little time for patients with the doctors in the public healthcare systems. And there is a huge problem of bias doctors are biased and when you step into the room you're basically being a verdict already and we can talk about it in different episodes and in the patient school podcast you're going to have a very elaborate episode about it but we are in a time nowadays that patient 
should have access to their information, should have full transparency, and should know what the doctor's work process is, what their medical profession work process is, because sometimes you coming up with ideas in a certain time of the interview can help your doctor. Sometimes it can sabotage and work against you. Putting ego aside for a second, we need to know what it is to be treated. We need to know what it is to be treating. And basically, and most importantly, we need to learn and remember that we're all humans trying to work for the same goals together. So if you encounter this situation in which you're kind of underempowered because lack of knowledge, paternalism, and so on, please go to the patient school website, go to our social media and write us, tell us. We want to know what you experience. I really want to know what you experience. I want to know how to better help you, both sides, medical professions and patients. How can we help you do your job better? And I really believe that we all should stay empowered and stay knowledgeable. And I would always prefer a patient who research his condition or her condition than ones who just accepting, succumbing to the facts and, oh, somebody told me I'm disabled now and I cannot do this, so I will never do this. Look at me. Look at my story. They told me a lot of things, but eventually, yes, we know a lot of things are also in our head and in our mindset, but we need to be empowered. We need to know what to eat. We need to be coached. We need to be mentored. And we are going to talk all about this in the specific podcast of the patient school. But because this is a patient podcast, it is an empowering podcast, I really wanted to talk about it. I really wanted to bring it forward today. And I wanted to make sure that I'm never forgetting where I'm coming from and never forgetting that I'm first and foremost a patient. I see you in the next time.